how do we know that he's working? Because that pattern has continued and it's blatant in our face right now. We don't need to serve God because I'm not going to change my life, right? There's no need to. The devil is not this um, figure that's like after your soul trying to take you to hell. No, that's, that's all fake. The devil is a sign of, like me saying, is a sign of rebellion, of freedom, of doing what you want to do, of living out your true call and passion. We really got out. We normalize evil. We're not even calling it anymore. And now Satan's just either he's just a character or he's a desirable character. Mm-hmm. You know, that that I, you know, I, I identify with. Why? Because I'm broken and I come from broken. Mm-hmm. And he represents what I'm going through. He stands for me. He actually cares about my happiness. Welcome back to another episode of PPK. The boys are back at it again. What's up, boys? What's going on? A young Meeks live. (laughs) A young Meeks live in the studio. And with hair. What's up, guys? With hair. Um, By the time you're seeing this, this will be our Easter season. So a blessed, most joyful Easter season to you all. This is the reason for uh, us as faithful Christians to celebrate Easter. Christ rising from the dead and to give us a, a shot at life, you know what I mean? Uh, eternal life, uh, not just this temporal life. But uh, I guess, you know, it's, it's kind of neat because we had Meeks back for a spring break, him and Ella. You know, we're one, one month away from um, married life. <laughs> yeah. So a couple of exciting things going on. Keone, you got some exciting things going on, right? What's on the hat? hat. If we had a camera guy, I'd hit him with a zoom in. But... <laughs> You're the camera guy. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, my wife and I are expecting. And, uh, yeah, just keep us in your prayers. All 12 of you, if you can. Just, hey, that's 12 yeah, more prayers 12 than, more uh, prayers. than I have. Colin, but, uh, Colin's worth Colin, yeah. Colin, I need some extra prayers. So we're expecting. <laughs> uh, little Gianna is due in August. So stay tuned on that. Um, and we just got a house, too. <laughs> so just throw that in there. Moving in next week. So. A lot of a lot of things changing here. Yeah, I might DoorDash this summer, <laughs> so we're both doing big things right now. <laughs> Transition time in the Sublime House. Well, it's always good um, to be back with you all, and um, it's good to have Meeks back in studio and not uh, across the way from us. So keep all of us in your prayers, as you know. Exciting things in the Sublime Home, and um, you know we're we're just trying to do the will of God. So very excited to spend this uh, session with you and this episode with you. So kicking over to Meeks for some inspiration. Yeah, today we're talking about, I don't know if we know the title yet exactly, but something to do with uh, Satan and kind of his symbolism in uh, in the culture, I think, because that's all I think that he is really, and just kind of how much people um, don't take him seriously and think of and view him as some sort of representation of something that he's really not um he's just a being who's a bad guy who's real and um is very present in our world today and you know really just looking at i'm sure i don't know if we'll put it on the screen but um lil nas x who's uh, really known for his old town road song and all of those other things um posted some picture of him and i think I don't know what the other brand was. It wasn't Nike. It was a Nike shoe, and they're calling it a Satan shoe because Nike actually released, like, a Jesus shoe. They did that a while ago, and it was super expensive, but it had, like, water or something in, like, the bubbles. It was an Air Max, which have bubbles at the bottom. So they released Jesus, so I think it was, like, his little parody 
form of it nike ends up suing the guy but it just goes to show and there's plenty of examples but it just goes to show how people would just think it's it's some joke and then lil nas x has a music video for his latest song which is like number three right now on at least album music for like um hottest singles and just not we don't need to explain what happened you guys don't need to look it up but let's just say it's very raunchy and uh not good vibes uh just like really thinking satan and all this stuff's a joke and um almost just keeps making a mockery of him and i think inadvertently or sometimes inadvertently mocking christians as well all right easily i think um you know coming we're just coming out of the the lenten season and it, it begins when we think about this from a christian perspective it begins by jesus being led into the desert to be tempted by the devil and to Miko's point, you know, the devil isn't just some symbol to say, ooh, the bad things in this world. The devil's real. Um, whoever this guy is, Little Nas X, um, I only know like the OG Nas, but I guess Little Nas X is another version of that. He's like the Xbox to Nas. <laughs> so, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, but to just blatantly put it out there, right? The video you're, you're articulating, Meeks, um, talking about uh, or showing, you know, like the whole whatever dancing or grinding with Satan or whatever it is. And, a satan shoe like and you know now we see you know people trying to put up um yeah, you know take down the ten commandments or take god out of the world and let's replace him with satan something satanic and we see we see a lot of hollywood stars and uh, uh really hollywood elites and or athletes you name it actors actresses who are all about all about um the prince of darkness and i think what's unfortunate for people nowadays is this is like the serpent way back in the Garden uh, of Eden, right, is convincing us to one not trust God, and that you know He's just there to help you out. He's just there to make you know, hey, you know, He's just going to point something out like, no, God, you're not really going to die. You too can be like God, just like He tries to be a God, yet He can't create; He can only distort. So I think this is really something critical, especially to your guys' generation, but even to to my generation and older, where. Is it really just a symbol? Do we really believe that Satan exists? You know, we've been talking a lot about people like Father Chad Ripperger, um, Father Gary Thomas, you know, uh, renowned exorcists who battle Satan every day, very present in places and in people. And we can see that in the world that we live in today, where we see so much crime, so much evil, so much hate in the world, um, hate for God, therefore hate for people whatever flavor you're looking at nowadays because you know everyone's got their own agendas but the devil is really causing division and confusion and it's just a real thing for us out there yeah and you know i was watching a um father ripperger video per usual and uh he was saying that i think based on his experience what he's heard is what they'll do in hollywood for example is they'll take a the original copy of an album for example and they'll curse it so that when they um, make copies and then send it to the people it has like a like a curse that is attached to it mm. and so i think if people were to listen to father ripperger they're like okay really like it's cursed like seriously and you know there's the conspiracy theorists who talk about you know like um the devil in hollywood and they're trying to um you know kind of promote this like either luciferian or like freemasonic or you know satanic culture to you know all the listeners even towards young people ideally right um and and people brush it off like satan really mm -hmm. and then we see this like lil nas x who is this huge artist right now because i think he came out as gay last last year or something so he's gonna get a platform um 
so he's he's blowing up, and then it's just blatant where he's in hell and dancing with Satan, and it's just like it's just kind of normal. Like, let's put him in the charts, and we're gonna put it out there, and like hope people just take it. And even if they're questioning it, it doesn't matter because it's going to be all up in your face. Now these young kids are going to listen to this song and, oh, maybe it's catchy, whatever. But now they're exposed to it. And let's continue to expose it so you're desensitized to it. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's just this, it's just a music video. It's just a character. It's not a big deal. And, you know, what's funny is um, me, I know I work with a lot of kids um, in, with their mental health and everything. And I've been hearing a lot about anime. And anime is, I guess, just blowing up in the middle school and high school generation right now. And, you know, I'm hearing about these shows and a lot of them have some sort of demon involved in them. There's a show that like most like uh, an anime show where um, these characters are either exorcists or demons or both. They're an exorcist who is also a demon. And it's just like this this language that they throw to little kids, middle schoolers about um, Satan or about evil or demons and it's just a normal thing oh yeah there's um, this his name is whatever and he's a demon but it's okay right it's just like this cool symbol for evil and like it's spooky mm. and think about a little kid who's exposed to that then they get into what in high school and they're exposed to a Ouija board or whatever and it's just a sp- it's just a spooky it's fun because they've been desensitized to this and so I think it's a reality now it's right in front of their face in the culture where people you shouldn't be, you know, we as Catholics especially, but we should be on guard because now they're not even being subtle about it. It's yeah. it's Satan right in your face, and they're saying, you know what, do something about it. Yeah, I I saw, um, there's also another artist, uh, Playboy Cardi, who's pretty big right now. He just released an album um, called Red, and his merchandise, you know, my, my friend had sent me pictures of his merchandise, and it was just a ton of, like, upside-down crosses, just like, kind of all this stuff. Um, going on with it, um, just very Marilyn Manson vibes kind of thing. Mm. And, well, not as bad as Marilyn Manson, but still similar kind of stuff. And, I mean, I just, I was like, I'm not even listening to this album. Like, it's just, why would I even try? And then, unfortunately, like, Kanye was a producer of that album, so it's just, like, a lot of things going on. That's just unfortunate. Um, I know if anyone's seen, like, three seconds of any Billie Eilish music video, you see a lot of crazy stuff in that, too. And I think to Keone's point, I think the D... Um, desensitizing this stuff to to children is huge i think from an outside perspective sometimes it could be like you know chill out kind of thing like you know they're kids just this and that but it's like you go on netflix and this show called lucifer and it's this whole thing and and at the end of the day all you're doing is just making it seem like it's nothing like this is just what you see in the shows and you see demons and <coughs> devil and all this stuff portrayed so many times that you just become like well i don't know is that really a thing or is that something that they just have in like the movies and it becomes so normalized that people don't address it. And then we've seen, I think, what was it, a couple of years ago in the head of the Jesuit orders and something mm-hmm. about the devil not being real. And I think I've heard, I don't know, probably 15 times in my young life about how, you know, the devil's greatest trick is the, you know, trick into believing he's not real. That's mm-hmm. his greatest uh, tool or power. Um or move, I guess is that's a special that's a special move right there. It's, <laughs> it's the you can't see me before the devil. Um, and I think that's that's one of the things that's so most commonly like uh, looked over, I guess, in a sense, because like Keone's saying, with these kids, the more that they're exposed to this stuff, the more it's just going to be like, well, I don't know, is that truly a thing? And like, why do why do I have to worry about it? Like, oh, don't say that. That's what that's what they used to say, or like that's what the freaks or the Mormons or the whoever the evangelicals, the people that really look like they're you know 
extreme Christians kind of thing. Those people, that's what they say. Not, you know, not us Catholics. We don't worry about that and all this kind of stuff. I think it's just having such a big damage. And now, you, I mean, it's just, there is no good versus evil. Everything's just, I mean, the evil really is the people who are trying to enforce, you know, moral order. And then, but it's not like the presence of something outside. It's not the presence of, you know, heaven and hell versus that. It's really just these people enforcing against us that's evil the good is your conscience the good is your heart the good is these things and it's just become so twisted but like i remember i was looking up statistics of like christians who believe in satan or hell and like a lot of i don't think it was majority it depends i think mine was like from 2015 but i mean it's almost half and half of like christians who don't believe in hell half and half christians who don't believe in Satan. i think it was about 40 percent of them so about 60, 40, but I don't know. I think it'd be a lot different now in 2021. Than I think it would be in 2015, but I'd assume, I mean, I thought the number was going to be worse, but just half people who don't believe in hell and all these kind of things. And you can see it in the way we live, you know, regardless of the symbols that we see, regardless of Lil Nas X or Playboy Cardi of all these people, we just don't act like Satan's real. We don't act like hell is real. Right. We don't act like any of these things. And you see it because it's normalized so much where it's chill out, dude, it's just a music video. Like no one's over here actually worshiping Satan. It's like, well, that's what you think you're, you know, you're doing. Anytime you're separated from God, you're on his side. So you don't have to be. And that's the thing that I, I, you know, I talked to a lot of people about. I'm like, Satan's real, and, it's, and he's in a lot of these people's lives. Do I think that they're like lighting candles every night, praying to Satan? No, not really. Mm. Some of them might be. But either way, they're still, they're still doing devil's work whether they intend to or not. You mm. know? Yeah, even thinking like, um, like witchcraft. You know, and people who are witches or whatever, they're not... I'm sure in their mind, I mean, to some extent, I'm sure a lot of them are, but in their mind, it's not like satanic per se, but the devil wants you to think it's separate. Like, no, 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 you have these special powers. Obviously, if it's an evil force, it's it's going to be in some regard through Satan, right? Who is like the prince of darkness. So these witches or whatever get this power from the evil one. And he's just like, yeah, do your bid, dude. It has nothing to do with me. And then look what happens to not only their soul, but the soul that these people are, you know, reading their future of. And so it's just like this, this false separation mm -hmm. that people aren't getting that because if you're living a life of sin, then you, like Meeks was saying, like you're in the devil's hands. This is why, you know, in the Catholic Church, we have the sacrament of reconciliation because the minute you have uh, you're in mortal sin or whatever, you are cut off from God in order to come back. You need to have, you know true remorse a contrite heart and to have the sacrament to obtain the grace to actually live a rightly ordered life and you know to miko's point with this this idea of you know it's it's not it's not that big of a deal it's it's just like it's almost like satan's a a character you know to where with god that's kind of what it's become he's like our friend he's like this cool guy who's so loving he's kind of hip he's on our side you know he's with the times you know, we can relate to him as our friend, but if we do that, then what do we have to do with the evil? You know, if, if God isn't the, if, isn't just, if he doesn't have true, um, I guess, laws or expectations of us for our own sake, right? If he doesn't say I demand a life change, then what are we supposed to do with the evil, right? We have to make it that not real either so that we can just continue to live our life. There is, the devil isn't real because he doesn't really want our soul. He doesn't want us to go to hell. He's just kind of the evil guy that's kind of spooky, kind of a rebel. That's kind of cool. And then God can't be real because then I have to change my life. What does that mean? So let's make everything some sort of fictional character so I can push it 
And then now we're going to start to influence the kids. And it's just, it's sad because you look at this, this, these anime shows, for example, come going back to that point where if there's demons, there's exorcists, whatever. And half of these characters have no parents mm. or the parents are gone or the parents died when they were kids. And now they're in this orphanage and it's just all this story of these orphans. Right. And it's like you immediately expose these kids to trauma of parental loss of attachment loss. And it's just a normal thing. Like, it's kind of cool. It's, it's depressing, right? It's a cool plot because now they're superheroes and now they're exorcists. It's nice and cool. But you think of Disney too, and half of these Disney movies start with some sort of trauma. And so these kids now are exposed to this trauma. And what happens now is they're more malleable. We're going to throw that in there. It's not that big of a deal. And what are our parents doing? Obviously, I mean, in the Catholic Church, I'm sure it's even worse outside of the Catholic Church, but even the Catholic Church, they're poorly catechizing our kids. But guess who is catechizing our kids? The anime shows, the rap music, the culture, who's saying it's Disney. not a big yeah, Exactly, <laughs> Disney. It's not a big deal. So these kids are just sitting here thinking, well, mass isn't a big deal. Our church is a big deal. I don't really know what to think. But the TV's telling me the devil is kind of a cool guy. He's a character. It's a rebel. You kind of want that. You know, the rappers are saying it's cool. It's fun. It's not a big deal. So what, do you, what are we leaving our youth? Mm -hmm. And we're wondering why the church is falling. We're wondering why we have corrupt clergy. We're wondering why we haven't had um, a rise in vocations to the priesthood, at least in our area, and how long. Yeah. And, and so I think it's time for us to actually stand up and say, you know what, it is a big deal in, in the culture. It's a big deal for our, our youth. And we have to actually start to turn these these kids away and stand up to the culture because i think a lot of us like meeks was saying it's like oh well it's not that they're not actually like worshiping it's not that big of a deal right but if we you know just think of the signs of the times right now there isn't a like i'm kind of in or kind of out moment right now like the lines are drawn in the sand politically within the church outside of the church and everything right now it's very polarized and i think there's a purpose to that because of the fact that god is almost like telling us like the path to heaven is is it's pretty small, guys. Yeah, it's narrow. I, you know, I keep thinking, I was listening to both of you and I was thinking about um, a couple of things. One, I think about, you know, I told the story before about when I came, one of the major breaking points for me in my faith was the deliverance prayer, right? It's a minor exorcism. And then when I started to re uh, read up on things like spiritual warfare and deliverance prayer, and there was a one... Um, priest that wrote a book um it was like demons deliverance and discernment something like that um published by catholic answers and he talked about the three most common ways so he was a psychiatrist that worked with exorcists and the three most common ways that the devil enters into the life that he noticed in his experience was one just habitual sin temptation i think the devil's kind of winning that right in the uh and it's the most easiest way to tempt us is just at our fleshful level two was um trauma and or abuse Hence, what you just talked about, normalizing trauma. Look at the, the, the fractured family today. Look at um, the things that are plaguing our kids. If you look at the, the top four killers of our, of our youth um, today, uh, accidents, suicide, homicide, substance, and drug abuse. So obviously we're self-medicating. We don't value life. We don't even value ourselves because we're, we're a godless nation. And the third most common portal is the occult. So we normalize devil, we normalize sin, we normalize evil, and don't even really call it that because it's just cool, hip, rebellious. And then what do we do? You know, we have the even uh, quote-unquote faithful 
Christians, faithful Catholics will subscribe to, what's your horoscope, bro? What's your horoscope say? Man, I'm a Pisces. I'm a Leo. You know, this is what the stars say. Um, they'll play with Ouija boards. They'll get, uh, they'll deal with palm readers and tarot cards. Um, they'll, those are all little portals. They'll play with yoga. And I know, ooh, that's controversial. Don't say yoga because, you know, that's a, and it's just like, that's a prayer posture towards pagan gods. Deal with it. Right. You don't have to think um, that you're you're opening the door for the, for the devil or Satan um, for it to actually happen. You know, so there's all of these misinformed. I think about um, maybe just ignorant, faithful people who think like, oh, yeah, it's the year of the dragon this year. It's the year of the rat. It's the year of the whatever. I'm like, what are we Ninja Turtles? What I mean, what is <laughs> you know, what I mean, what's going on here? But there what is that? That's a pagan practice. And it's just like. But then we try to keep that in Guamians, you know, for the island of Guam. And I remember I had many conversations with, with my mom about this because it's called syncreticism. It's when you're taking your culture, which once was pagan, you know, Guamians used to worship a lot of things. And then now, ooh, now we're Catholic. And now we're going to synthesize those things. It's like, so here's the thing. There aren't no such thing as ancient spirits that hide out in trees, right? Like you have to ask permission to go pee. Like, those are just not, it's like the Tatamonas, or you have to ask them, like, um, last time I checked, we're Catholic, and there's one God. But you see, people, because they don't know any better, think about, we just went through Exodus. God was exercising the Egyptian worship out of the Israelites. Sacrifice the gods you once used to have to worship. And so that's what's like, well, why would God do that? Why would you have you sacrifice bulls and goats and sheep and this and that? Because like, you used to worship those. You need to exercise that out of yourself. And I think that's what we're seeing today is we're battling with that same thing, whether it's culturally, whether you, you know, whatever uh, cultural background and you all of a sudden came into the church and now you're trying to fight with the, the Duendes or, you know, whatever it is, the Kukui, the whatever it is, the little things you guys got going on, right? Because you're all freaked out about this stuff and you're like, um, we're Catholic. That doesn't no longer apply. But how do we exercise? So, like, for the faithful out there, like, the stuff that we innocently and ignorantly get ourselves involved in. Horoscopes would be the easiest one to do, right? A lot of quote-unquote faithful Catholics I'll see posts, I'm like, you are obviously ignorant because the stars don't tell you what God's will is. God does. The stars doesn't tell you what your plan in life is. God does. And so if you're looking to the stars to tell you how to live your life, you're, you're, you're kind of missing the point. Uh, one of the crazier stories I heard this year was about Tom Brady's wife. You guys heard about that? Mm -mm. Giselle. She's like a Brazilian uh, model or whatever. And he was talking about like she makes altars for him, does all this weird voodoo stuff. And she's like predicted every year that he's won the Super Bowl, like last like five years. Mm. And, she, and he'll go and she'll be like, do you want to win this year? And he's like, well, yeah. And she's like, well, you need to listen to me. Because and then like there's one <laughs> when she like the losses, she's told him like you're going to lose this year. And then next, last year, the next year after that, she's like, if you're not going to want to have to repeat last year, then you need to follow what I'm doing. And then he's just like, oh, I just tell, I just say yes now. I just do what she asks. And yeah, some crazy <laughs> stuff. Seven Super Bowls. That's tough. Anywho, besides I'm that. pretty sure there's no football fields in hell, but I'm just saying. Yeah, so <laughs> that one's intense. But kind of to your point, I always, you know, I remember while well, I was reading the Scott Hahn book and, you know, you hear all these arguments, um, atheist arguments or agnostic arguments or just secular arguments in general talking about how like this is just something this is something that we made up right this is a story satan or the god they all just fill it with the story that make ourselves feel better i don't know if it was nietzsche or whoever it was said that you know god's kind of our crutch or whatever that we because we're weak and that was a little bit different what nietzsche was saying i think his form of morality was 
we weren't doing what we what we knew was necessary which is basically taking power over everyone else using the strength not necessarily he wasn't saying we're weak in the sense of like go fill all your appetites Nietzsche just thought that like you should be taking over people because there's nothing else to do in this world so a little bit different but same sort of argument right that this is our crutch that we're weak this is a story that we made up to make ourselves feel better and i'm just thinking and scott Hahn brought up this point this is a story that we'd make up to make ourselves feel better. That if we didn't follow all that is teaching, if we weren't trying to be like God, that we would go to hell forever. That's our story. You know, like if I wanted to make up a story, you know what I would do? The stars tell me how to live my life <laughs> and the universe is always on my side if I put good energy towards it. That's what I would make up. If I, if I could think of a story that make me feel good, it would be that no one gets to go to hell. Satan's just a symbol. And as long as you put good vibes and energy into it, the universe is going to reward you for that. No matter what and you just listen to your conscience there's nothing wrong with your conscience everything with your body is perfectly normal no matter how you are there's nothing wrong you could possibly ever do because everything that you're doing is following your conscience therefore it is good and that's what i would make up because that would make me feel really good because then i don't have to worry about anything what i wouldn't make up is why don't you go confess everything that you've done to a man you've never seen in your life or known in your life and it's all very personal and the only thing that's separating you is a little curtain that he could probably still see through and he knows that it's you because you go to mass every Sunday and all these things that I wouldn't make that up. That wouldn't make me feel super good or I wouldn't make up all these things. It's just like I the argument is, well, it's just elementary and their insecurities coming out of all this stuff and they, they're afraid of it. Number one. But I just like, why would we hold on to this so much? If it's just something that was our crutch, if it's something that we just really hoped it was that we really hope we had the chance to go to hell forever. Like, please give me that story. No one's no one's trying to do that. And it's just like the the thing that you guys, the, the, the secular world is holding on to is they hope so much. There's no way they could ever accept that they had changed their lives. So this has to be a joke. No way. So then we're going to make all these shows of it because it, why, why wouldn't we? What's going to happen to us, right? Well, why is it so taboo? What, what happens if I make a, a devil joke? What happens if I make a show called Lucifer? Was it something going to happen to me? No, I don't think so. And then like the devil... I don't think people are interested in the devil. I think people are interested in what he represents to them. And what he represents is rebellion. What he represents is the, the uh, I guess, like this contra thought towards society, right? Because the old society with this all traditional marriage, the whole getting married young, having kids, that's the old society. What the devil represents is rebellion. So we're going to go on his side because we don't want to live like that anymore. This is a new age. This is a new era. We're gen losers. We're in the false rebellion. We're ready to get after it. And that's that's why they hang on to him so much. Because he represents everything that they want to be, essentially, which is not anything that has to do with our old moral system, our old past, which the Christian faith, everything that our parents handed down to, our grandparents handed down to us, all those things. Well, the devil represents tearing all that away and just living according to your conscience. So that's what people are obsessed with today. And that's why I say we're not over here trying to say that everyone lights a candle to Satan every night. We're not trying to say that everyone goes to the Freemason church down the street a couple minutes away at 3 a.m. You know, every night. That's not what we're trying to say. We're just trying to say this has become a joke. And because of that, people are now doing the work of Satan without them even knowing it. And the work of Satan isn't necessarily, you know, wearing horns and, you know, waving a flag and a goat skull. All it is is doing this exact thing, saying he's not real, saying God isn't real, saying all these things, all religions are equal. All those things are the work of the devil. Or, or living your life like your your decisions don't have consequences, eternal consequences. Mm -hmm. Like it's all about you. Yeah. 
It's all about you. And I think that's the, 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 the challenge that you see today is you see a world full of selfish, um, perverted, distorted people who just want to objectify other things, other people specifically, use them for their own self-gratification, and then call it fun. Call it whatever. You well, know? think about from the beginning of time, like Lucifer himself was said, like non servium, like I will not serve you, right? From the that was the moment of creation, like started. It was, I guess, I guess before before, before creation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a choice, and he knew of it, right? And how can we see, like Miko was saying, and you're saying, you know, the selfishness, the people don't want to change their life. How do we know that he's working? Because that pattern has continued, and it's blatant in our face right now. We don't need to serve God, because I'm not going to change my life. Right? There's no need to. The devil is not this um, figure that's like after your soul trying to take you to hell. No, that's that's all fake. The devil is a sign of, like me saying, is a sign of rebellion, of freedom, of doing what you want to do, of living out your true call and passions. Right? That's, I mean, in a sense, they're telling the truth, but it's, you know, it is freedom in the sense of you're doing whatever you want, but it's slavery because you can't control whether you want to do it or not, whether it's the right thing to do or not, right? And you are just doing whatever feels right, but that doesn't mean there's no consequences for it. Mm-hmm. And so I just think like, if you step back and look at the culture right now, this non-servium ideology that the devil wants everyone to believe is everywhere right now. I don't need to change my life. I don't need to do something that is virtuous. All I need to do is rebel against the culture because the culture has been like has been um keeping us in this box forever and now we're so woke and progressive that we're breaking down all these boxes there are no all the religions are the same it's just some sort of story it's a club that we all want to be a part of right ever there are no right and wrong there is no evil there are no there's no true sin and you know it's like you don't like meeks was saying you don't have to be you know going to a black mass every sunday Mm to say, you know, I'm doing the devil's work. All you have to do is say, you know what, God, I will not serve you. Well, guess who you are serving? You know, if you're saying, you know, God, I'm turning my back on you. There is no God. Well, whether you know it or not, you're choosing Satan because there's never been a, well, I kind of love God, but like, I kind of like Satan too. It's, it's he, either he wants you all in or not. And that's what we're called to as Catholics. That's why we're baptized right into the family of God because he wants all of us. This is why we receive the Eucharist because he wants to be, he wants to take over all of us, our entire being. He wants to be a part of that. And if we don't want to be a part of that, we don't have to, but we're making that choice. And it's, it's really blatant now. Just that whole non-servium idea is like, no, the culture is doing the work of Satan without us even realizing it. And now the people who aren't theologically sound, who are kind of teeter tottering with their faith, who are struggling and rightly so, they're getting pulled away because there's nothing, there's no foundation that's holding them. And it's, it's, it's a real spiritual crisis right now that I think we're, we're kind of looking over even in the church. Well, you think about the the concept of universalism, right? Like, well, you just got to be a good person and you go to go to heaven. That mentality where, no, I'm pretty sure we, you know, we, we know there's no salvation outside of the church. And unless you, nobody comes to the father except through me, Jesus said, I mean, that's just, it's from the Lord's mouth himself. But, but I do think, it just goes back again to the Garden of Eden that the devil convinced and continues to convince people that, well, no, you won't die. You too shall be like God. And just like Eve saw the fruit desirable to eat, that's what we do as sinful creatures, right? You don't have no, you know, you need no further proof than the world today to believe in original sin. Look at how many people they choose themselves over other, 
right? And there's, again, there's good people out there in the world. You know, we're not trying to say all 7 billion people are satanic worshipers and pagans, you know what I mean? We're just trying to say that look at our world today. Look at the fractured families. Look at, um, you know, uh, we talked, I know I've talked about this um, mo more recently on the, the evil of um, sex trafficking even in our area specifically, you know, how many, how many young people, specifically young women, but uh, young men aren't, um, you know, free from this, this bondage are being trafficked, you know, for sex. California is the number one, um, most cases that come into the, to the trafficking hotline as a nation. And the closest one to us is Texas. And we are like 66% more than that, right? The number one producer of porn is California. You look at all these people that are enslaved to that evil. And of course it's a supp supply and demand thing, right? If you didn't demand it, they wouldn't need a supply. And that's, a, you know, it's a huge problem, but now what? So then people are going to say in one breath, especially a lot of these quote unquote woke stars and athletes um several of them come to mind right that they're all about progressiveness they're all about the woman and yet underneath your watch you have young women being enslaved to sex trafficking being pimped out in your own neighborhood um and you're supporting the organizations that support them you know it's just like this this stuff like just happening under our watch but all we're trying to do is be like god rather than letting god be god and us be you know free to choose life right think about moses and exodus right right i present before you life and death and he says and i ask you to choose life and then look at us today we're a culture of death my body my choice right um except when it comes to mass and stuff you know what i mean that kind of thing so you know look at the what the devil's doing he's winning he's distorting he's confusing he's di he's dividing um inside and outside of the church and especially with our young people studies are showing you social science shows you that the devil is winning if they're not taking their own lives or taking the life of somebody else or they're self-medicating their life away. And obviously their parents or the parents and their grandparents are generationally hanging, handing that down. Why? Because we rooted God out. We rooted God out. We normalize evil. We're not even calling it anymore. And now Satan's just either he's just a character or he's a desirable character. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that I, you know, I, I identify with why, because I'm broken and I come from broken mm -hmm. and he represents what I'm going through. He stands for me. He actually cares about my happiness, and in reality, he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You know, God, Jesus Christ does. We think about what we, the season we're in now, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah, that, that's a good point, too, I think, because, um, well, I know I shouldn't have this song in my head, but, you know, you know, biggies, heavens for all the goody goodies. I don't want to go there. Like he said he wants to go to hell and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And just that representation of, you know, I think, you know, was Tupac have Thug Heaven or something like that, or <laughs> Ghetto Heaven or whatever it is. Um, Gangs of Paradise, there it is. Sorry, my bad. I should know that anyways. Um, but it's just this constant, like, I don't want to be that because that ain't me. They're not real. These people aren't real. And we've talked about this a ton, right? Like, mm -hmm. we don't want to become too Catholic, all this stuff. They're not real. It's just false understanding. But that's another reason why people are so drawn to, I guess, this whole evil side and that with representing that side because that represents real this doesn't represent real these people are all phony they use a crutch whatever this and that they're all hypocrites and we're the authentic ones because we're not afraid to hide right that we're all this and that but i think if i could uh, probably s just encourage or like this last thing that i like to to say is we have to like step up in creating things whether it be like content or just new ways of visualization and I think we have to stop. To, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but like, stop trying to 
enjoy or like or feel like you have to justify what the culture is doing or feel like you have to be interested in it because that's what everyone's doing you don't have to like stop like for yourself a feeling like you have to be in with what everyone else is doing because mm-hmm. all these like every time i see something new of this i'm just like dude why why would anyone even care what these people say you know like why maybe someone wants to make uh christian music but they know that the secular world is just going to call them corny for it who cares what they say they're over here in this satan guy you know I don't even need to explain it, but we were over here getting a platform to Mr. Satan guy over here, and then everyone thinks it's cool, and he's not canceled yet. Say anything on CNN about you know praising God for getting drafted, and then they'll cut you off immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do we f- still feel the need to accept and help promote this culture and feel like we're oh man we're just the outsiders we can't do anything about it? Like we got to get out of that mm-hmm. and step up, create our own things, and also like stop conforming to what these people are doing. And, and we talk about this a lot, but a lot of these over, uh, overstepping communist stuff that's going on in our country, there's obviously there's a limit to how much we're going to not conform and rebel, but there's some things that we can do to not continue and show that we can just be manipulated and overtaken and canceled and all this stuff by this evil side of the world evil side of america that's taking over and there's got to be a certain point where you stand up and say we're not going to do this anymore Mm -hmm. like stop it's been a year over a year of this and it's supposed to be 15 days there's got to be a point where we as churches and bishops say all right we've had enough of this people haven't had the sacraments and this and this and that i was listening to a podcast where someone hadn't had in like a year or something like that which is probably more i mean something that he could have done about it but that shows still i mean i know we've seen a lot of people and it's like all these people and this time need it so bad and we're still just sitting there and going yes yes government yes you do whatever you want Mussolini like you tell us what to do and we'll do it there's got to be a certain point where we stop that yeah and so that's what we need to do is like stop looking over there stop acting like we have to do everything they, they tell us to do we don't mm-hmm. yeah i think you know we just watched the passion last night and i was just thinking of the scene i think it was when he was washing his uh the apostles feet yeah but he said you know when the world hate hates you, remember that they hated me first. And he said, "No servant is greater than his master." And if they're gonna if they're gonna kill me, like they're gonna persecute me, know that they're gonna persecute you too. Yeah. Like, and think about that. They persecuted the master, and we're no greater than the master. So, what do you think we're gonna get? Yeah. And this is what we're in right now. And I think, like to Meeks's point, it's time for us to stand up. Like, yes, we are being persecuted. Just accept that. But what are you gonna do? And what did Jesus do? He completely, the moment they gave him the cross, he embraced it. And the thief says, like, why, why would you embrace your cross, you fool? Yeah. And we need more people who are embracing this cross and actually willing to carry it. Because so many people are like, yeah, there's a cross, but like, eh, I'm kind of just doing my thing. Just listen to the governor, you know, the bishops. But like, when are we going to respectfully, especially to our, our hierarchical leaders, but when are we going to actually push the envelope a little bit and stand for truth and say, you know what? I'm going to stand with God, who is obviously a fullness of truth. I'm going to say, okay, we need our sacraments back. Because let's look at like the, the church in this past year. Have these safety measures actually done anything good for our church? Maybe a minuscule, you know, if you're, if you're older, or you're, you know, you're, um, can be disposed to it in a certain way. Yeah, maybe, you know, being safe. But the entire church, especially those who may be poorly catechized, now say we're going to take away all, all ounce of grace that the church is, is so will that God infused in the church to give to us. We're mm-hmm. going to take that away from you. What do you think that's left our church in the past year? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, you know, for us as Catholics is 
understand that yeah we're being persecuted and it's time for us to actually embrace the cross and carry it and not run away from it um and the other thing i just wanted to say is for the parents out there to start keeping an eye on what your kids are being exposed to what songs are they listening to is it it's yeah it's anime it's a cartoon right it's like japanese or whatever it's it's not a big deal right and until these kids are now thinking that uh, demons are these fun evil characters or the devil is just that that rebel who's who's not real it's just that evil character that's kind of cool right it's kind of hip and so i just think for us you know even within the catholic church the parents but any parent what is your what is your kid being exposed to? Are they being desensitized to that? You know, cause we speak time and time again about catechizing our kids and that's one thing, but if they're spending all their free time being desensitized to the evil reality, I think even if as a young kid, if you're poorly, if you're catechized, well, there could be, you know, we're getting tripped up. You're kind of setting your, your kiddo up for some failure because of the fact that, you know, their free time, their attachment is, um, is compromised. Yeah. I think, um, I have a saying that if you don't want to raise your kid, don't worry about it. The devil in the world will gladly do it for you. And so if you want to, you know, turn them over to TV or to the world or to their friend group who is probably broken and hurt and confused just as much. And um, the, the, don't worry about it. Your kids will be raised by that. And uh, that has consequences. But going back to the passion, because you're right, I was thinking about multiple things as we thought about or as we were preparing for this episode, that it's just a reminder. Like, if you're not being persecuted for your faith, then I, I challenge just how much of a Christian are you demonstrating yourself to be? Like if you fit in with the rest of the world and the culture, if your acceptance, your approval rate is, you know, 85% greater, um, I'd, I'd probably challenge and question whether or not you are truly being Christ-like mm -hmm. because we are counter-culture, we are counter-the world, and Jesus himself, I, I love um, whenever, you know, it's our, our annual tradition to watch this on Good Friday, um, and it, it just always hits me at the heart especially when he's sitting there dialoguing with Pilate, and it's always this for this i was born to testify to the truth and Pilate's own you know struggling with this like you know what is truth mm -hmm. and i think we've talked about getting to that truth like if you're really seeking the truth if you really want to know he who is true jesus christ but even Pilate, you know in his own conscience just trying to struggle like like talk to me you know what I mean? Do you not realize I have the power to crucify you? And Jesus, and this is our, should be our attitude, especially in this crazy world today, is like, you only have the authority that which has been given to you from above. Therefore, whoever handed you over to me has the greater sin. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, like, keep those things in mind, the words of Christ. Like, he, he was silent at certain times, and when he spoke, it was like so profound. It was bold. It was super bold. Right. Um, you know, and, and I think that's the part where I would challenge all of us Christians out there, supposed Christians, proclaim, profess Christians, that how are you living your life? Because Jesus already gave us that recipe mm -hmm. that remember, if they persecute you, they persecuted me first. And that, you know, the world would love its own because it's in the same John's gospel. The world would love its own. But since I chose you out of the world, right, the world hates you. Mm -hmm. And I think ask yourself if you were to do a popularity poll right now, I'm not living for the world, you know? Yeah, well, Pilate was even like, am I, am I a Jew? He was yeah. talking to God. I mean, he's talking to Jesus. Like, are you, you're a king. You, they say you're the king of the Jews, right? And he's like, well, I'm not a Jew. So your own people, your high priest brought you here to kill you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, are we living that life? Our own, our, our own people kind of saying like, oh, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? That's too Catholic. 
You know, yeah, we're just going to mass, man. Every once in a while, I'll pray the rosary. But now you're standing up to the culture. Now you're, you know, you're all pro-life. You're all, you know, whatever, you know, sticking to the doctrine. You're going to the Latin mass. Whoa, 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 dude. That's too much. And it's like, is it though? Because just like what Pilate was saying, like, were you guys not just worshiping this dude with palms five, five, five days, days ago? Good. And now you guys are trying to kill him? Like, I think we kind of need, I think, to to drop this episode, you know, in the Easter season, it's time for us, like, are we getting persecuted like we should be? Because, you know, there is no, I think Father Sam, you know, in his homily yesterday was talking about, like, obedience and sacrifice. That's the way of salvation is to be obedient to him and to sacrifice. He gave us the cross. And are we, are we, are we actually picking it up and being persecuted? Or are we kind of just taking the comfort route? We'll wait till God comes and hopefully he takes care of me. But I think it's time for more Catholics to stand up because the culture is clearly winning. Amen. Any last parting words, Meeks? I don't know, man. Just gear up, I guess. Uh, keep us in your prayers. Um, and truly try, I mean, share with people who you think need it. I think there's so many people who do need it who are looking for, you know, I think there's so much content f- uh, that people fill themselves with. Yeah. And the, like, the least people could do is at least watch something that's going to help you out. And maybe it's us for a lot of people, you know, a lot of, a lot of high schoolers who don't, um, who don't vary, who don't vibe with a lot of the, the people who are out there, who don't vibe with Matt Frad for every reason, or some of those people, they might, they might vibe with us. So I think you got to share, you got to make sure that one day, you know, we we want to get canceled too, because we're going to be that big <laughs> that they're going to want to cancel us. And uh, right now it's not a point, but, just try to share and and help uh, fight the battle and and keep us in your prayers. We're just we're trying to do the same thing that everyone else is trying to do. You know, we're not any better. Um, we're trying to fight Satan just like everyone else is. We're trying to overcome our our sins and all these other things just like everyone else is. And uh, yeah, Kona. No, kind of like what me saying. Keep us in your prayers. Um, just gear up. You know, it's it's like me saying. It's been a year. And uh, it's it's time for us to, you know, push the envelope a little bit and saying, all right, we need, for the sake of the church, we need, you know, our sacraments back. We need to get in church. We need to start going to Mass more often. We need to fill those pews um, because the recipe has been there since day one, and it's just whether or not we, uh, we're willing to cook the food or not. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, we appreciate you all joining us on this episode to talk about some serious things about Satan, about evil, about the culture of death. So, you know, we just ask that you continue to like, comment, subscribe, share with everybody, as Miko said, that you think could benefit from it. But most importantly, continue to keep us in your prayers and we'll continue to pray for you. So until the next episode, a happy Easter season to you and get holy or die trying. Peace. Peace.